Welcome to the Unshamed Podcast. This is a space where we talk openly about topics that are typically seen as taboo in casual conversation. We want to remove barriers for people to share their stories without fear. Welcome to the Unshamed Podcast, you guys. I'm Katie, and uh, this is Lindsay Dreyer. And Lindsay is, it's funny because I, we're traveling right now in the U.S. Um, and getting to occasionally see a few people yes. who we know. Um, so it's a treat to get to talk to someone in person mm-hmm. at a table, which is kind of amazing. Um, Lindsay's here to talk to us a little bit about the topic of shame, which is what we deal with on the Unshamed podcast all the time. We talk about things that are taboo typically in society, things that you wouldn't talk about like at the kitchen table with your family, <laughs> typically. Um, the Unshamed podcast is sponsored by Zoe Community. Uh, Zoe is an organization where we equip communities to support women in crisis pregnancy. And one of those ways that we do that is by having conversations where we talk about um, shame culture, we talk about these things to get them out in the open and encourage us all to share our stories with each other. Um, because the walls of shame are sort of broken down when we can uh, share stories in mm-hmm. safe places like this. Uh, so, Lindsay, oh gosh, gosh, we go like way back. Actually, Blake and you <laughs> go back, and then we met, and then have just kind of kept in touch over yeah. the years, and then have seen each other yes. off and on and stuff. And our kids enjoy playing together, so right. that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, but Lindsay is, so she's, Actually, she, uh, she wouldn't call herself a pastor, but she's a credentialed minister, actually. But Lindsay's, um, the reason why I had her on today is she likes to talk about the Bible. And the Bible might be kind of like a weird topic to a lot of people. Not a lot of people like to read the Bible, but the Bible actually kind of has some cool insights when it comes to shame. How yeah. do we, um, how do we see ourselves? How does God see us? Um, what happens if we do something that is uh, socially unacceptable Mm -hmm. or our family rejects us or Mm -hmm. things of that nature. We, I think society, and over over time, I think we've been conditioned to feel that the Bible or Jesus' words are, they're, they, they're, the purpose of the Bible is to make us feel bad about ourselves. Um, But I think what we want to talk about today is Lindsay's perspective on Mm -hmm. shame and Jesus and everything in between. Um, She has um, a newsletter that she puts out there called Planted, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And so I I subscribe to it. It's really good. It's once a month. It's it's pretty cool. She breaks down a little bit of Bible Bible tidbit, a little nugget Mm -hmm. of like wisdom and good stuff. And it kind of it opens up an aspect of the Bible that you kind of hadn't really thought about before. So if you get a chance, go over and find Planted. She's on Facebook, and you can (laughs) find it and subscribe to it. But anyways, and it's lindsaydreyer.com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's simple. That's her website. Very simple. (laughs) Um, But today, I guess I had a few questions. Um, But the first one I wanted to ask was, how have you encountered shame in your own life? Yeah, that's, it's a little bit of a tough question. And I was actually, whenever you sent me that question, I really had to sit and think because I was trying to think of like a specific, like what's the biggest example I can think of or the Mm -hmm. most dramatic. And the reality is I don't really have like a dramatic story about shame in my own life, but it's happened in so many 
different ways, big and small. And I was actually trying to think of the first memory or earliest memory I have of shame. It's kind of silly, Mm -hmm. but when I was in elementary school, I was in a spelling bee Mm -hmm. and like I got really, really close to the end and of course misspelled a word. And I remember that feeling. It's, I don't have a lot of memories of my Mm -hmm. childhood, but that one has stuck with me. Like I remember just feeling like so embarrassed that I got it wrong and like, how could I mess up like that? And it was just so silly. I remember thinking like, I'm never going to say that word again. And I don't even remember what it is now, but, mm-hmm. um, that feeling like I, that's the earliest memory I have of that feeling of mm-hmm. just like shame and embarrassment and like just wanting to go hide in a corner. And, yeah. um, even though it was right. just like, I feel like we all know that yes, feeling right? so well. Like, and that is like such a silly um, yeah. example, but it's, I mean, we all still face things like that, even with like more grown up situations. But I, in thinking about it, I'm realizing like all of my shame, and I don't know if this is true for everybody, but for me, like most of the shame I feel comes from my own failures or mm-hmm. just like unrealistic expectations for myself. And I don't know if it's mostly because of my personality, like I'm a super perfectionist and sometimes it's like the worst thing about me. Um, so I don't know if that's like the reason or if that's true for everybody, but for me, I just know like when I mess up, mm-hmm. like whether it be big or small, I that is when like the shame just comes on strong and Um, so whether it be like just hurting somebody like in a relationship or just making a little mistake in everyday life, you know, I, it's shame. You just want to hide. Like you just, you're embarrassed. You don't, you don't want to, um, be seen in that or be, Mm -hmm. you don't want that story or that situation to be known. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard because it's the kind of stuff that keeps us up at night. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be going to sleep and we're like, our brain's like, Rehearsing let's think about the, the millions of ways that you so totally true. humiliated yourself right. today. Right. Um, I We all do it, even though mm-hmm. we don't want to admit it. We all show up to a place and we're like, I feel so dangerously unprepared mm-hmm. for being in this room, even <laughs> if it's just like a party or yes. something where you're supposed to be normal. I personally am running out of places where I can go and still be cool. <laughs> I probably have already <laughs> run out of those places. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, and, and we don't realize that everybody else in the room yes. is still feeling the same way, yes. even if they're super confident. Even, mm-hmm. you know, um, everybody has those times where they're like, I'm just not, I don't measure up. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting about human nature is that we don't try to do this, obviously. Mm-hmm. We all feel like we, we try to see ourselves as nice people. Yeah really try very hard but you know even even though like many of us are very nice people back in the the like the deep dark crevices of our minds sometimes we can look at a person and the first thing is what isn't measuring up Mm -hmm. you know what's Mm -hmm. the thing that's not quite right you know but the thing is like there's I think that God doesn't see that in us Mm -hmm. when he looks at us he sees us as people who he loves Mm -hmm. and that's kind of mind-blowing yes to think about that because that's how like we should love ourselves in the same way and see ourselves as not messed up people who were created and 
to be broken, mm-hmm. messed up people. We're made to do good things and to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think about how, you know, we only we know ourselves like, well, fully for the most part, right? Like we fully know ourselves. We know what our thoughts are. We know how we're feeling. Other people don't know that about us unless we tell them, which in a lot of situations we don't. No. Um, but we are fully known also by God. And the Bible tells us that we're fully known and fully loved. And mm-hmm. so, but and that's by God, but by ourselves, it's like we're, we fully know ourselves and like, kind of love ourselves like we love the parts that feel like they're Mm -hmm. good enough or you know the broken parts we're like "Eh, I don't love that I wish it would change (laughs) it's just a different perspective yeah it's hard for us to imagine loving ourselves to that degree Mm -hmm. like I love myself up to this point but I don't think I think the rest is beyond the pale Mm -hmm. I think that that I can't face this part of me because it's just too much it's too bad it's too weird it's too whatever like I can't fix it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Um, okay, so this is a, a funny story, but it. Um, okay, so I used to always love to put Irish people hear me now crisps <laughs> on a sandwich, so potato chips. Okay, Americans. Um, <laughs> and everywhere I'd go, I kind of sneak some onto my sandwich because, like, I just like that crunch. Yes. And everybody would be like, oh, weirdo, what are you doing? <laughs> like, And I'm like, I don't I just, You don't have to uh, explain yourself every I, time. But in Ireland, it's like, yeah, like, hell yeah, load them <laughs> up. It's great. Crisps on a sandwich. This is what we do. And I was like, these are my people. Yes. Finally, someone understands. Not only do they put crisps on a, like a ham sandwich, mm-hmm. but they have a crisp sandwich oh. where they put butter on bread. It's like Carb City. So yes, I need I'll to, you need it. to come to Ireland. Yeah. I got to introduce you to that, but it's, it's not any other kind of bread other than sliced white bread. Okay. So I've had it on wheat bread before, but that apparently is a, a, a societal crime. Like you can't <laughs> do that. So white bread, lots of butter, and then lots and lots of potato, cheese, and onion crisps. Okay. And it's stacked up high, squinched down. And wow. it's, I, I had it, I was kind of like skeptical. I was like, no, nah, I like them, but Come on now, like to a degree. <laughs> but then I had one. I was like, I'm done. I'm sold. I love this. So I think that's, that's it's awesome. it's not right to compare the two things. But <laughs> you know what I mean? But, Similar. But um, I think coming to the realization that God, um, he sees us like n- we're not weirdos yeah. to him. Even our weirdest, weirdest parts of mm-hmm. ourselves, our crisp eating, sandwich, weirdo, whatever's, mm-hmm. it's not weird to him. Because he knows us, he knows us so well. He knows us yeah. better than we know ourselves. And yet he still is like, I love you as you are, your yes. whole person, not parts of you, right. not, not the good parts, mm-hmm. not the edited parts, but the whole person. It's just so hard for us to wrap our minds yeah. around. And I think he might be the only one who can really help us do that. It's true. So. And your story reminds me of the way that shame it causes us to hide yes. like and like that's hiding my exactly you're like sandwich. nobody look at me while I put crisp yeah. on my sandwich uh-huh. but it's I mean that's how it all started too like if you look at the bible at the very beginning of the story mm-hmm. you the first time that somebody was embarrassed or ashamed the first thing that they did was hide mm-hmm. and that is exactly what we do in our shame is we hide and we don't want to be fully known by anybody we don't want people to see us in it we don't Mm -hmm. want to be known and it prevents us from 
like reaching out or for seeking help mm-hmm. and and eventually from realizing that we're not the only ones. Like yeah. there are other people who like to put crisps on their yeah. sandwich. Other Americans <laughs> wake up America. <laughs> right. Like, it's done. But if you like hiding in our shame is just like I'll never share this with anybody and mm-hmm. because of that I'll never realize that other people are facing the same thing too and we can talk about it. Yeah. Or if it's a big thing like you know if it's a big thing in your life, that that shame might be a barrier between you and healing. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you and emotional, mental healing, that barrier needs to come mm-hmm. down before, Absolutely. before you can really yeah. experience that. You saying that reminds me, I I said that I don't have like a dramatic story, which I don't, and that's okay. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But a couple of years ago, I had just had a baby. It was a just a little bit of a stressful season in mm-hmm. our family. And I was in like a really dark place, like just maybe some depression and I just didn't want to admit it or get help for it. Um, And my thought life was just toxic. Like I just had all of these horrible like lies, like going through my mind and just really bad thoughts. But who like Like I'm the only one. Yes. And I felt like, yes, I felt like I was trapped with Mm -hmm. them. Like nobody else could hear or see like how I was just being like attacked by these thoughts and um I was embarrassed to tell anybody like I was like I can't people are gonna think I'm crazy if I tell them like what I'm thinking or how I'm feeling in this season Mm -hmm. and I was so afraid to tell somebody but I finally got desperate enough and I reached out to somebody and I was like I just need to talk and I went to her house and I just said these are all the things that I'm thinking and believing and I know like as I said them out loud I was like this is silly like Mm -hmm. they're they're not true and she was able to walk with me through that but I mean it wasn't until I was like able to speak that out and willing to share that with somebody that I was able to be free of those thoughts and it's amazing how we all have times like Mm -hmm. that all of us especially what you're talking about those thoughts of I'm not sure it's the same, but a lot of women, especially after having babies, mm-hmm. you have intrusive thoughts like, what if I threw the baby out the window? Yeah. <laughs> just like, and uh, and we all have intrusive thoughts. Like humans just mm-hmm. do from time to time. Oh, that's weird, but you move on. <laughs> yes. But if you're going through a time of depression, right. it's harder to fight those mm-hmm. off. And it's harder not to go down that, that trail mm-hmm. of thought. Exactly. And so, yeah, you would feel like, oh, I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. But Boy, you know, I bet you there's women listening right now who go, oh, my gosh, I'm going through that. Yes. I'm not a weirdo. I'm not the Mm-mm. only one. Not no. at all. Like, yeah, especially because so many of us struggle with depression. Yeah. Um, there's a, a TV show called My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where that's a musical show, but she um, does this song and dance number about being on antidepressants, and they're so common. Everyone's on them. You're not special because <laughs> you're on antidepressants. But the truth is that a lot of us do suffer with anxiety, yeah. depression. Mm-hmm. And, but the weird thing is we feel like we are just, we, we're the only ones, yeah. you know, um, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I kind of wanted to transition into a different question mm-hmm. here. So can you, do you have any stories or anything you want to share about your experience walking with someone through a shameful time in their lives mm-hmm. or a time when they were like, well, I want to hide, but you maybe were with them in the midst of that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think of just like with my friends or even with my kids, like Mm -hmm. when shame comes on, you, 
if it's for myself, it's different. Like, of course, if it's my own shame, I'm like, let's hide. Let's not, <laughs> let's not tell anybody this. Yeah. But it's when a it's, different story yes, when you're like, isn't that funny? Yeah, it is. It's weird. Yeah. Like when I'm talking to somebody else, I'm like, oh, come on. Like we can, yeah, let's work this out. Yeah. yeah you don't yeah. need to hide in that. Yeah. Um, but I do like, honestly, I can't imagine, um, sitting in shame or sitting with somebody in their shame and not having Jesus to turn to. Mm -hmm. And really like when we're sitting in our shame, we really are just kind of staring at the mistake we've made or the whatever it is that's causing us the shame instead of looking like it kind of feels like, okay, that's the end of my story. Like there's nowhere to go from here when the reality is there is. And I think when we ourselves or we're helping somebody else go through that, we have to realize that it is not like whatever it is that you feel ashamed about. It is not the end of your story. Yeah. There is hope for you ahead. And we have to just turn our gaze to looking at the future and looking at the hope we have. And so, I mean, to me, knowing that I don't have to stay there is what brings me hope. And and just like we were talking about how God sees us fully and he still loves us. Like mm-hmm. the Bible tells us that even in at our worst, like we were still loved mm-hmm. by God. And so to me, I think, I think of how, sorry, I'm like no, no, trying I'm, to think through this. Not Actually, I'm you can cut that off because, not cut that off, but yeah. like, Right there is perfect because I kind of want to interject. The, okay, do it. Yes. Yeah, like because I'm, um, I'm, I was about to say righteousness, and I'm like, no, I don't oh, want to go there. You're so amazing. You're doing so awesome. Okay, everything you're saying, I'm like, yes. Okay, so I love. It's very encouraging that you're saying this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because we get this vibe. Um, I don't know. I even growing up, uh, kind of knowing what the Bible was and mm-hmm. stuff. There's this underlying vibe that the Bible is all about how to feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Or um, what's wrong, everything that's wrong with you, let's pick it apart. Mm -hmm. And that's not what it is at all. It's a story of God saying, don't worry, I'm Mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. I'm enough for whatever crap is going on in your Mm -hmm. life. I'm enough for any disease you have Mm -hmm. or abuser who's torturing you or anything like that. Like I'm enough to take care of your situation. Mm -hmm. I'm enough to help you feel whole in the midst of that bad stuff. Um, And that's not the message we get at all. Yeah. The message we get is you better clean up Mm -hmm. before you try to talk to God or you have to talk to God in a certain way or you have to be perfect first. Yeah. But that's, just not what it is exactly and that's what I love like so what is so awesome about the message of the bible is yes it it shows us like we are human Mm -hmm. and we fail like that's I mean that's just the reality of who we are we fail but when we have Jesus when we accept Jesus to be the leader of our lives and we just acknowledge him as the person who died for that, that Mm -hmm. he died for all of our mistakes and our failures and all of our shame. Mm -hmm. Then when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. He's and Jesus was perfect. He has no reason to be ashamed because he lived this perfect life that we never could have 
lived. And so the Bible talks about how we're clothed in his righteousness, which means just that when God looks at us, we we look perfect to mm-hmm. God because we are clothed in that. And that is the hope that I have when I'm feeling <clears throat> ashamed or I'm walking somebody else through that because otherwise, like, what a, we, there's nothing we can do yeah. to clear that. But when, when God looks at us and he sees Jesus, it, that is the hope that we have. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we have shame in our lives that we can't quite pinpoint. Mm-hmm. Or we're like, I don't know why, I just feel like I don't belong here or yeah. I'm weird or something. I was telling you before, um, I always kind of had this underlying shame that I, I never realized until my adult years until maybe like two years ago, actually. Hmm. So my dad was killed in a car accident when I was four and a half. Wow. And um, I, you know, I grew up with loving family, my mm-hmm. mom, my brother, everything's great. I never wanted for anything, you know. I mean, we did wear like Walmart clothes and stuff, <laughs> you know, okay. as, as you do. Yes. But, um, you know, the fact that I never had a dad and uh, my friends did, mm-hmm. it was always like a weird source of shame for yeah. me. Like there was always like father-daughter stuff mm-hmm. that I just never, you, um, yep. you know, never really uh, got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I went with my, my friend's dad invited me to take your daughter to work day, like with wow. with her <laughs> too. So we both went with him to work. That's so fun. Um, so, I mean, not like only dads go to work, uh, but, right. you know, like, <laughs> I mean, going to work with my mom would have been, she did private tutoring and she made baskets and she did all kinds of wow. stuff. Yeah. She's an amazing woman, but like, uh, there was no office for her to go to yes. basically. But um, anyways, so yeah, I know I always have this underlying feeling of, uh, just, you know, I'm not, I'm not normal, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't feel normal. And then I was driving out of the Lidl car park getting groceries. And um, I felt like, okay, now when Christians say, like I heard God saying, it's not like you hear like a voice, you know, that would be schizophrenia, you know. <laughs> but like, so I felt just in my spirit, God said, um, I'm your legitimacy. Hmm. And it was so weird. I'm trying to describe it here. Like I had no idea I, I felt illegitimate. Wow. Um, but when he said that, I knew what he meant. Wow. Because I did for so long. I, I felt like like I'm not good enough. Whatever mm. I go to do is yeah. going to be good enough. But he told me that. And I was like, wow. God, that's like, it really like nails what mm-hmm. I was feeling. Which and is so comforting it because in, I feel like in my moments of shame, just like I was mentioning before, like you feel like nobody's going to understand what I'm saying. There's nothing I can say to somebody to help them understand like how I'm feeling. I could go and talk to a friend and they're not going to get it. And while that might be true, like, of course we should still open up to people in a healthy way, but it's okay that somebody else doesn't get it because God understands yeah. even more than we do. Just like you're saying, like you didn't even realize. No, like I just kind of carried it around forever. Wow. And then um, he usually kind of, you know, my heart kind of senses him talking to me. Usually in moments like that, mm-hmm. when I'm like, I got the milk, I'm driving <laughs> away. And then he's like, guard. hey, guess what? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yes. 
That's it's usually so in times funny. like that. It's really it. hilarious. <laughs> but, um, that has those words that he said kind of sustained me. Wow. For, and they still are because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be sitting and doing things like when it comes to our organization, mm-hmm. Zoe, like I'm in the American terms, the buck stops with me, which is scary because it's the first time I've ever done something wow. like that. But sometimes it'll creep up on me like, eh, you know, like you as a person, you're not qualified. You're not good enough. Mm. But those words that he spoke come back to me and I get kind of encouraged again that's so to good. keep going, mm-hmm. you know. But um, it's weird that shame can stall our lives yeah. so much. Um let me ask you like one last okay. question. Um, if somebody is going through like a serious battle with shame right now, do you have something that you feel like is like practical or encouraging or something that you feel like you could pass on to them now to help them maybe mm-hmm. move one step forward yeah. or just kind of talk to somebody? I think you know? that is so key is we have to be willing to say something and that might look different for a lot of a lot of I mean it'll look different for everybody it might mean like if you're married you talk to your husband if you aren't you talk to a friend maybe you call a counselor because you are too ashamed to talk to somebody that knows you yeah um I've been there before like you're like I don't want to tell anybody who knows me they're gonna (laughs) think I'm crazy um but I think we have to get it out of the darkness because when it's there, it just festers and gets worse. And it has to be just brought into the light. It has to be spoken in some way and and shared with somebody so that somebody can walk with you through it. You have to know that you're not alone and, and know that there is hope beyond what you're, what you're facing now. I had this Mm -hmm. really weird and it's kind of like you talking about the voice of God. Like that would be (laughs) Um, today as I was thinking about us recording this, I had this really weird picture. So right now we're in Oklahoma and Oklahoma is full of tornadoes, like pretty much any time of the year, no time (laughs) is off limits. Like you could get tornadoes in January. Um, So lots of tornadoes here. And I had this picture of a person standing like outside in just a plane like open field and there's a tornado like maybe two miles off or something Mm -hmm. like not right up on them but close and it's coming for them Mm -hmm. and right behind them is a car Mm -hmm. that they they're standing outside but there's a car right behind them but all they can do is just stand and stare at this terrifying storm coming right at them Mm -hmm. and just this picture of like your rescuer like your saving grace like your rescuer is right behind you you just have to turn around and look at it mm-hmm. like you just have to turn around and get in yeah it's a and sure like instead yeah. sometimes we just stare at the problem we just stare at the the thing that we're so ashamed of and yeah it's just a matter of turning right. around and shifting our focus and I do think like shame can cause us to feel like that whatever that was it's just the end of my story mm-hmm. and we just have to we have to get ourselves out of that. And sometimes it means getting help to yeah. help get ourselves out of that. Yeah. I mean, talking to a friend, mm-hmm. finding a counselor. Yes. You know, this is a little uh, tidbit for Zoe here. We have we have the capacity. If you're listening now, you're in Ireland, you need to talk to somebody. We can find you um, an accredited psychotherapist. I know sometimes I know this. There's such a block sometimes to actually – 
getting online, finding a person or picking the phone or something. But if you have a block, just this mental block of finding that person, just send us an email, mm -hmm. unshamed at zoecommunity.ie. That's our email. And say, just say like help <laughs> or something. Like if that's all you can type, just type that. We will help you walk through the process so of good. speaking with a professional because you deserve to be healed. Yes. You deserve to get out of whatever situation mm -hmm. you're in that you feel like you feel stuck in. Yes. We can help you figure that out because yes. believe me, we've all been everywhere you can imagine. So and that's yeah. a good point. Nothing, whatever, whoever's listening, mm -hmm. whatever you're facing, nothing is too far gone. Mm -mm. Nothing no. like no matter how bad you feel it is, yeah. there's always a way out. There's yeah. always a better hope. Yeah, totally. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. For talking to us today. I mean, gosh, this was amazing. Um and, you know, I feel like if um if you guys want to hear more about this topic and more about you know, we don't talk about a ton, like just the concept of shame and breaking it down. We talk about stories a lot of the time, mm -hmm. but this is something cool that we can keep unpacking. If you guys want to hear more about it, put a comment, click like, because who doesn't want to be liked <laughs> <laughs> and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything else yes. that happens. But um, until next time, keep living unshamed. Thanks for listening to Unshamed. If you like this podcast and want others to be able to easily find it, like, subscribe, and share to your social media. You can find us everywhere you like to listen to podcasts. If you want to send us a message, email us at unshamed at zoecommunity.ie.